Take you care know what? Of yourself, really. I know, but today's been like a combination of digital and physical for me. So I've, I've had to do loads of stuff. Um, like I, I basically I dropped a bag a bag of sand in in my in my kitchen, um, and the, the sand is 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 generally quite awkward because obviously it goes everywhere, and you need to you need to clean it up. And it just took forever for me to sweep all this stuff up. It was really quite annoying. Anyway. That took time. That delayed me in terms of everything I needed to do, and it just took fucking took forever. Oh, Dina, we've lost you. How how disastrous is that? Um. Anyway, hopefully, Dina. Actually, no. Uh, I have. I can't see you anymore, but I think other people might. But we can test that by speaking to our um, audience. So, welcome everybody uh, to Bring Food Live on Air. It's episode two hundred one. Um, uh, Bring Food Live on Air, bringing it to you every Friday. Um, and we have got a super exciting show for you today for multiple reasons. Um, and the first reason is the content of our conversation should be amazing. We're talking about prompt engineering for recruiters. Aren't we interested in that, folks? Yes, we are. Um, and also, we're doing something quite new with um, our broadcasts. So um, uh, it's quite a, a live experiment. But we should be multicasting this in multiple places on brain food channels but also on a number of other people who've got the restream link to live stream it on their channels also. Uh, so you might see like multiple sort of live streams going off on LinkedIn in various places of this show, which if, if that is the case, it'll be the first time I've ever seen that um, in, in, in our recruitment sector, actually. So uh, it might be something we'll do in future, but let's see whether we can do everything okay. All right, let's do some sound checks first of all, folks. Stephen, thank you so much. It's working on all channels, folks. Cheers to that. Hi to everyone who's watching this show. If you're watching it on Stephen O'Donnell's channel, amazing. If you're watching it on Samantha Lee Haywood's channel, even more amazing. And Dina, your channel should also be firing away. So the people who are watching uh, or follow you on LinkedIn should also be seeing your face and presence on this show. So welcome to the show, Dina Bray. Um, uh, wonderful to have you with us. Good afternoon, everyone. Would you actually like to introduce yourself, uh, Dina, uh, as uh, as a, I think a, a debut host for the for Bring Food Live, but also today's sponsor? So you might as well sort of talk uh, about who you are and what product Pitch Me is, and who who cares about it really. So uh, why don't you give yourself a, the platform is yours, Dina? Go ahead and say something. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Pleasure to be here. I'm Dina. I'm a founder and CEO of Pitch Me. PeachMe operates in HR tech space, and we have been following Hung newsletters for quite some time, so I'm excited to be here. Um, recruiters can spend up to 30 hours of their work week manually sourcing, and that's not ideal, and we're here to address this problem. We worked on automation solution that can cut uh, sourcing time by 90%. Your database is your core asset and keeping it up to date can make a big difference for your business and save a lot of costs. Our data-driven technology automates sourcing, updating and shortlisting to enable recruiters to spend more time on building relationships with candidates or focus on business development, which is now quite critical. How it works. Our solution draws data from more than 30 different digital sources and builds accurate and up-to-date profiles of candidates or sources new candidate leads from those digital sources. We use information uh, and information from social media, 
professional websites, blogs, and many other channels to build real-time, multi-layered profiles of candidates without actually interacting with them. Recruiters see immediate results uh, and growth of the candidate marketing, uh, opening rates of the emails increase by 40%, and placement unit economics improves too. We help staffing hard-to-fill roles and winning more customers per recruiter desk. Uh, we are integrated with major ATS and CRMs such as Bullhorn, Greenhouse, etc., as well as we have an open API ready to use. There we go. There we go. We have the pitch, folks. If you do not know Pitch Me, go ahead and check it out. Dina, why don't you share the link to the uh, company onto um, the chat stream there, and then people can check it out from there. By the way, I've just looked at your LinkedIn, uh, Dina, and you're one of the people that are also broadcasting this, and it is working. Look at that. Look at that, folks. Oh, this okay. is a uh, – honestly, folks, I think this is the first time I've ever seen it, um, certainly in our industry, maybe kind of platform-wide. I think very rarely do people know how to do this. So we've uncovered something here. It could be massive. We're going to do a takeover of LinkedIn next week. Um, okay. Let's uh, let's uh, get on with uh, our show. Um, uh, Dina, um, did you read the newsletter last week? Let's do a quick review. Um, if you did read it, what was interesting for you? Pick out two or three things first. Absolutely. I read every newsletter. Uh, last week, something interesting picked my attention about the speed of AI and what do we do about it? So I was not surprised with the results of the poll uh, that we should proceed with AI, but slow down. And uh, I have seen, and probably many of you have seen the uh, letter which was signed by the leaders of the tech space, including Elon Musk, et cetera, like this, um, asking to slow down the chat GPT-5, I believe, right? So something very interesting uh, for me, because it resonates with my previous uh, financial background, uh, I did PhD in economics, and uh, Joseph Stiglitz, actually the Nobel Prize winner for economics in 22, uh, 2002, he was already talking about the artificial intelligence and its implications for income distribution and unemployment. So 20 years later, we are actually facing it now. Yeah, a huge issue. And, and to be honest with you folks, um, it, it, I, I think it, we've got to the point now where it is on people's minds. I think that the numbers of people are, that, are, that are dismissing um, generative AI are starting to slide down. I think most of us now accept that this is going to be very, very significant as an, a kind of a technological moment. Um, and the question is now, like, okay, what does it actually mean for us in recruiting? Um, I think right now, operationally, obviously, we can get more effective and we should focus on that. But down the road, there's going to be significant implications as we go. Um, okay, cool. Give us a couple of more, um, Dina. What else was interesting for you last week? Well, gender inequality, and there is a substantial section in your newsletters about the women, their role, and how to uh, retain women in the companies. An absolutely brilliant study about the toxic culture. Uh, so that diagram, which showed the uh, important uh, culture aspects for women in the company, 
for me it's it's quite critical not because i'm a female founder as well but because i also want to uh establish a very well um uh, accepting culture for other women who work at pitch me and because i um i talk a lot with um with female candidates who are trying to make their way into technology sector or their career shifting into into more senior roles so absolutely brilliant study and i think this is something to to really investigate and study if you want to build a female friendly culture yeah really interesting folks did you uh, read this study it's like very very interesting because what they did was basically take the um they, they took glass door reviews so they did a, an, an analysis of the textual content of glass door reviews 600,000 of them um and they segmented it men and women and then just try to figure out how did men and women review companies and did they use different types of language to talk about their experience? Now, obviously, Glassdoor self-reported and probably you're going to get, if you're like the extremists on either side, positive and negative, would, you know, I think most people in the middle probably wouldn't go and do a Glassdoor review. But if you're highly upset, you probably would. Or if you're highly promoting, you probably would as well. However, um, there seem to be significant gender differences in terms of how uh, people reported their experience. Um, and this is a study that basically said, look, women reported higher levels of toxicity, um, associated that more closely with uh, sort of the relationship with management, um, uh, all kinds of very, very interesting content. So um, do have a read of it. The report itself, I don't think we had direct access to, but the, uh, the, the writer of it from MIT, I think, was pretty, pretty uh, uh, good to read. So go ahead and read that. Just share it in the chat link there. Um, Okay, Tina, give us one more, one more thing from last week that you thought was interesting. Um, let's talk about uh, culture, remote working culture. Uh, we all probably uh, have faced it during the pandemic, but something interesting is that it can actually help with demographic crisis. Um, I don't know if there are any studies on the baby boomers after 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 we started working from home uh but definitely striked my attention because it's not only work-life balance but it also has a direct impact on uh family's well-being i assume do you know what this shocked me you know this research shocked me but i also i became very enthusiastic about it number one because i'm a big pro remote working person even though i'm a critic of the uh sort of mindless evangelism of it uh, but generally speaking, as a person that works like a remote, it's obviously a, a good thing in many cases. Um, uh, but it, it was very interesting to see that, folks, there seemed to be like a societal impact of remote working, which totally makes sense when you just stop and think about it. Basically, there was a mini baby boom um, amongst people who work from remote. And of course, that obviously now makes sense because if people end up spending more time together, inevitably they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> make more babies i mean this obviously makes sense and you think about the alternative which is okay two tired parents going backwards and forwards uh, uh to the commuting coming back completely exhausted um and then you know you're just gonna stick on netflix watch tv go to sleep and then back to it tomorrow uh exactly the same thing five days a week you're gonna be so tired you aren't even thinking about anything else but if you're spending time at home um, and you're working, you're being productive, you basically have a little bit of your life back. This is why we are so uh, passionate about defending 
the the the, the flexibility of work because you realize we don't want to give this up um, and a big part of that and having that sort of extra space is to be able to uh, 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 to obviously spend time with people you love and, and to make more human beings, um, which of course is a big topic when it comes to recruiting, um, because we do understand the demographic crisis is a major contributor to the candidate shortage. Uh, this is the reason why we've always needed immigrant labor into advanced economies. Um, uh, this is why uh, there's pension reform in France triggering uh, strikes right now because you want to try uh, not enough people. You want to try and get extra squeeze, extra life juice out of people by forcing them to work longer. Um, so all of this is impacting our lives in different ways. We need to think about this. And I think this is another thing that we could use as an argument uh, to be pro remote, uh, at least pro, pro, pro flexibility, because it actually might help uh, things demographically. Um, so quite right, Nicola, I think it absolutely flexibility is you're correct. People want the choice. Optionality is also what it's called. So, um, Colin, I'm not sure whether that's true, whether there's a, a spike in breakups. Um, I guess it must be simply because you're creating a different circumstance and, and probably you're not meeting more people being remote, I guess. Uh, maybe that's also a factor. Uh, so yeah, perhaps we should, we should, we should factor all that in together. Um, but anyway, it's worth us thinking about. Do we want to defend remote by saying it's good for society? Uh, let's have a chat on that a bit later. Okay, let's get on with the uh, conversation here. Let's bring on some of our guests. We'll talk about prompt engineering. Before we dive into, into it, though, Dina, what's your exposure to generative AI? Have you had a time to play around with it? I know as a CEO of a business, there almost is never a free time to experiment. So I wanted to get your view. Have you had a play? If you have, you know, what kind of things are interesting for you? Uh, not only play, but also use. So we have a tool called Job Description Generator, which we designed without using uh, generative AI. Uh, but now we actually implemented it and embedded in our Job Description Generator, and we saw a tremendous improvement. So it obviously worked. Uh, second one, we are using it for social media and content writing. Obviously, it saves a lot of costs, but also produces some really interesting texts for us. So uh, we still do have our beloved copywriter in um, in the team. Hang on, are... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we but we are we upgraded our content uh, in terms of volume and quality, of course. So yes, uh, not only played, but also saw uh, implication on our business, which is which is amazing. Um, so I'm not surprised it helps many other businesses. And quite curious, uh, I recently read a study on how generative AI helps to write code. So I hope we can talk about this today. Well, I think that it's 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 if you're in touch with the the software developer community, um, they they are the ones that are a most enthusiastic about it, but also most reticent and fearful, uh, because I think they can see how it's changing their jobs, um, and and that I think just cascades through to anybody who's sitting in front of a computer typing into a keyboard. Um, uh, you know what? If that's the bulk of the work you do then it, yeah, you need to think about how uh, this AI is going to help you. But at some point, it will help you so much that it's going to knock out bits of your job. Uh, and, and our sort of job as recruiters really is to, to reimagine our distribution of time and to think about where we want to spend time. And we want to spend it in places where it's very difficult for any kind of machine 
to replace us. That's relationship building. That's using our EQ skills, using our intuition, uh, using the, the human connection of it. I hope uh, that it'll end up being recruiters being a lot more um, uh, humane um, and solving a lot of the candidate experience problems and stuff like that that we've always had. Um, okay, let's bring on some of our guests. We'll see where we're at. Um, uh, we will see. Let's see if uh, Irina is here. Uh, she is always here, regardless of the time. This woman gets up at four o'clock in the morning, I'm sure. Um, we've got Greg Hawks, who's bat battering away on the chat there, uh, which is fantastic. We're going to bring Greg on screen as well. And we've got a late replacement, folks. Um, Dennis, unfortunately, he broke his leg whilst he was walking the dog. Um, and, and unfortunately, he's not able to join us. Uh, so we've got Enrico Heidelberg coming in to replace uh, Dennis. Uh, Enrico, of course, if you do... Uh, follow him he's the mystery man of recruiting but he is one of the geniuses of what we do he really does need to be a bit more prominent so i'm pleased to see he's there um we have irena who looks really cold uh for some reason are you okay irena uh yeah i'm good it's early it's cold yeah okay uh well, wonderful to see you we have greg as well and we have enrico so wonderful to I see everyone you. here why don't we go ahead and do some introductions irena for the people who don't know you can you quickly introduce yourself who are you what it is you do it's a bunch of things. Uh, half of what I do is uh, source for clients. Uh, it's full-time recruiting and just sourcing when I give people lists. Half of what I do is teaching, training. I just finished my six-day um, boot camp. Uh, it gets very good reviews. Going to repeat that. Seems like people want to like come and have it all. And another 100% of the time, I now draw with mid-journey which is a fascinating tool. Uh, may I share my portfolio here? I want you to share your portfolio because Irina, not, not only is she, she's not satisfied with being, you know, the, 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 the doyen of sourcing, um, but she's also now an artist on Mid Journey. Uh, and it's serious business. Her quality of output is amazing. Um, if I may, so yeah. You absolutely may. Go ahead and do that. Um, yeah. So what we do as sorcerers, all of us, uh, we study software behavior. Uh, you know, Irina, before, we, before we get into it, though, we need to introduce the other guests. So let me let me come into that in, for a second, um, and we'll bring we'll, we'll go straight into that uh, conversational thread you started. Uh, Greg, good to see you, sir. Um, can you quickly introduce yourself? Who are you? What it is you do? I was going to just listen to Irina talk. So um, actually, <laughs> she's you're, she's an inspiration of of mine because, like, when I was getting into sourcing. Her Boolean Strings blog uh, was one of the, the blogs that I started reading to, to really get into deep. So, um, and, and since then, I mean, I've gotten really deep into sourcing myself. I'm I'm the sourcing IR, IRL guy, so I have uh, YouTube channels, TikTok channels, um, and I, I I work in in banking right now at MT um, on the U.S. But there's so much that's going on in the U.S. right now in regards to work from home and and that sort of thing. Um, and, and utilizing technology and AI into our da daily type of routine. It's, it's really cool to see this type of stuff out there right now. But uh, I've been doing this for, I don't know, 15 years, recruiting 15 years, really got heavy into sourcing, I guess, about 10 years ago. Um, and, yeah, it's been, it's been a, a, a great experience and just so glad to have people like Irina <laughs> uh, <laughs> putting stuff out there. So people like me can learn and hone hone in on on you know the the nerdy stuff 
um, which we're going to be talking a lot about right now. I'm, I'm already super excited about you know about three or four of the different topics that have already been mentioned, including Mid Journey. Well, I've been playing around with Mid Journey myself. <laughs> so well, Greg. Well, Greg. On this note, um, you uh, share your your YouTube by the way and your TikTok as well. Um, Greg's one of the few people that actually I think is very, very good on YouTube as recruiters. I, I, like we're, we're pretty weak on there, I think, as an industry. We don't do too much. But in terms of how uh, to, uh, to do sourcing, like technical sourcing, I think that's the number one channel. So uh, please share your uh, YouTube channel into the chat there, Greg, and have people look into that. Um, and by the way, absolutely 100%, Boolean Strings remains one of the best um, uh, places to uh, uh, learn about sourcing. Uh, I do believe it's the most regularly cited uh, uh, source site on uh, Brain Food over, over, over time. Um, so uh, definitely worth uh, you checking out, BooleanStrings.com. Okay, we have Enrico as well. Enrico, great to see you. Thanks for dropping in last minute. Um, can you uh, tell us a little bit more about you? Who are you? What it is you do? We're going to keep it brief though. 60 seconds, man. Oh, Enrico, you're, you're actually on mute, I think. Yeah, he's totally silenced. Total silence. He can hear us, but not... Uh... All right. Well, whilst Enrico's fiddling with that, that's okay. We'll bring you in. Uh, you should just follow Enrico as well. A wonderful sourcer, particularly games community, and also great experimenter. Um, Enrico, Does it there? work now? Um, yeah, perfect, perfect. Um, Go ahead, man. Quickly intro yourself. Sorry for that. This is a great introduction for someone who cannot get his headset to work. Um, so Enrico Dachi, um, I think I'm a hybrid sorcerer slash recruiter. So I'd like to play around with stuff that makes my life easier. Um, I have the same for Irina. Um, you know, that's where I got taught the, the basic of Boolean, understanding what it is that you're doing. And now there's obviously lots of tooling out there, but I still value the fact that you understand how something is built up, how things work. And, um, and again, I'm a sucker for automating stuff uh, or slash I'm lazy um, and uh, I'd like to make my life a lot easier. Um, that's maybe also a benefit from being around, surrounded by engineers for quite a lot of time, showing you that, well, you can actually do this a bit more easy. And um, that's why I've been playing around with GPT myself, failing a lot, but seems that I've got something to work lately, which I'm happy to show later. Yeah, we're excited to see that. And by the way, hanging around tech people, not to say that's something you should do as a, as a, as a, as a, as a utilitarian mechanism, but uh, if, you're, if you seem to be around them, they are very much about efficiency. There's no question if they observe like a, an overly manual process or something that could be automated, um, it will be fixed. A quick example, when I was away uh, in different places this month, I had a friend of mine come and look, look after my fish, basically. Uh, I come back and all the lighting is automated, all of the food is automated. It's like, like literally all that's done. And it's like, yeah, shit, it's crazy. Um, Agatha, I hope you can hear me. I think everyone else can. Uh, please confirm whether the audio is okay on your side, folks. Um, right, let's get into this. Um, now, what was very interesting when ChatGBT first came out, and of course, it's a class of technologies. You want to include MidJourney and all of those other tools out there as generative AI. Um, one of the things that was immediately evident is this is different from sourcing, but the sourcing skills seem to be on the sourcing mindset seem to be very transferable 
into this way of interacting with the technology. So my understanding of, of, of how sourcing works is that it's ultimately about information retrieval. Um, like you're, there's a system, uh, search engines, there's indexed it. You're there to basically extract that information from it in some way. So it's retrieving existing information. Difference between generative AI is that it is novel information that's been created out of pre-ingested information. Therefore, you're not pulling anything. You're creating something by instructing the thing to come up with an output. Um, now, what are the technical things that make sourcing kind of suitable for this activity, do you think? Um, do you think sources are particularly well suited to be prompters, so to speak? Thoughts on that? Uh, go ahead, Irene. You want to kick us off with that question? So what I started saying at the beginning is we as sourcers have the skill uh, learning uh, the behavior of software. You know, software no longer, you know, search is no longer Boolean, right? The documentation is incomplete. Google has stopped documenting its operator. LinkedIn documentation is all wrong, but we know how the software responds. And LinkedIn and Google have very different faces. They have different behaviors. They're totally opposite. And then we get ChatGPT, and we're already used to throwing stuff at software and seeing what it uh, gives back to us and experimenting, throwing stuff at it that is not in any manual or advice and see how it reacts. And this way we get intimate with the software and, and it becomes ours. Now, ChatGPT, of course, is unique in the sense that, that there couldn't be any documentation whatsoever. It's a mess, right? It's, it's, it's the next word predictor. So the challenge is very interesting. It makes our work very creative. You know, if we give it poor prompts, it spits back something watery uh, or nonsensical. If we like push it, dig deep, we are like gold diggers, go into its core. And... So oh. I think that's very, yeah. that's very similar to sourcing, I think, isn't it? Because if you think about, let's say a, a normal person or even a, a young recruiter that doesn't know anything about sourcing, they will put in a very basic query into a search engine and then probably stop at that if they don't find the, the thing. It's like, oh, it, there's nothing there. And pro the, the prompting is similar to that degree where if you kind of just throw in the first prompt and you don't continue to interact with it, you, you might not get the, the right thing. You have to understand that he, he, you, you are interacting with software. You need to kind of keep going deeper. Um, and that's where you can extract uh, better juice from it. Yeah, um, exactly right. It's iterations. It's a dialogue. I, I believe Glenn Cathy posted a blog uh, about this being a search in dialogue. I forget the exact terms he used. This is exactly right. When we search on Google, it's also sort of iterative because we adjust the stream. But here we can like have a conversation. Yeah, so it's iterative, folks. Bear that in mind. And sometimes it can be frustrating. I think sourcing is probably more frustrating than prompting because it seems that prompting gets you something like interesting at least. Maybe it's just novel factor. I don't know. Uh, but you can't give up on the first input. Um, you have to keep going. That's the the, the, the trick of it. Um, okay. Uh, in terms of the sourcing crew that you're with, Greg, obviously you're an outlier in many respects in a positive sense because this is your passion, your hobby and stuff like this. Um, do you see people within your team getting into it like off their own initiative or is it still a little bit, you know, that this is not, you know, how it's done and stuff like that? How, how are you seeing it inside the corporate world? Absolutely. And we've got a lot of people, including myself. I mean, 
um, if we need to revamp a job spec, if we need to, um, it, like, like for instance, one of the one of the things that that we have challenged with is is getting people to relocate to certain locations. Well, you can put in, um, you know, what are some selling points for Buffalo, New York, for example, like something like that. And it can it it's cool because it'll give you a list of different ways to to sell the city. But I've also used used it for like you know what are the the best social media platforms to uh, to to spread your message or or to grow to to grow um, um, uh, followers and things like that. And it's 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 pretty accurate. Now it does take a lot of trial and error for some of these, but you know there's there's resources out there that have. Um, some some example prompts, for example, I, I put a link out there already, and it's got basically any type of of prompt that you can you can uh, look at, uh, including Mid Journey, and which which I'm still playing with because uh, from the graphic designer side, that's something that I'm always interested in. How, how can you make something that's going to make somebody click on your 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 video or whatnot? So, uh, but so we're using it a lot of ways. Uh, we have engineers on our team, you know, seeing how they can incorporate it into coding because like, for example, like uh, for for that that link that I just sent on the analytics side, it goes deep into S SQL coding, SQL coding. So it's it, it can get pretty deep in that stuff. Um, I don't know in, in regards to that, like how how accurate it is. Um, but again, it is a trial and error type of thing and it can be used from a general audience level especially if you're looking for instructions or if you're looking for a list of tips. Um, but just keep in mind, it's, it's going to be, it's still AI. It's, it's not, it's not perfect, but if you're using it to, for, for example, like um, uh, we have a Canadian audience, um, we can use that to help translate a job spec into uh, 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 French so we can help communicate with our audience. Right. Um, so I can see a lot of potential, especially if you're recruiting from a global perspective. Uh, I have a fan base in Poland, so a lot of a lot of what I'm thinking about using it for is starting spit, uh, starting to use that to translate some of what I'm doing into into Polish language, which I have no experience with. <laughs> so, but um, but th those are the kinds of things. It seems to be better than Google Translate with a lot of this stuff. Uh, but it's opening up the door to reach more people and to spread the message in, in a lot of different ways, just from that perspective. In regards to like scripting and coding, it can get pretty deep in that stuff. It's it's pretty cool to see it starting to pull coding. But again, again, I'm not an expert on writing code, but it's really interesting to see. For can, sure. can I ask a question on the corporate compliance side? There was a guy, I think Ben Elzum on, on, on the online community uh, has kind of, he was quite alarmed. He said, listen, guys, the, the, my company's banned ChatGBT um, on uh, whatever grounds. And he said, has anyone else experienced this? You work for a bank, uh, 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 Greg. Do you fear that this may come down at some point where people might say, we can't use this for extra number of reasons, security, privacy, yada, yada, yada. How do you see it from, from that perspective? Well, they haven't banned it yet. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not too, and the other thing is, I mean, when, when it first came out, um, we, we had, we had a lot of folks look, we have a, a, a really great cybersecurity team. I mean, they're always looking for vulnerabilities and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not really concerned about that. 
Um, but I'm not, I'm going to keep experimenting with it, especially on my personal computer and things like that uh, until I get my hands left. Let me just put it that way. Um, yep. No, that's the thing is, I mean, you can either, you can either embrace this and like Bing and a lot of other, a lot of other companies have already started incorporating this into their search engines and things like that and their search functions. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's still, it's still technically a, a very new tool and I'm sure there could be uh, vulnerabilities, but I mean, you know, I'm not, I, 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 I'm always a little concerned as far as that stuff goes, but hey, it's still working. So I'm going to still use it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So it's still a great area, but Elizabeth, I totally get what you're saying. Folks, do you know what your company policy is? Let me know in the chat. Um, best scenario is there is no policy, right? They literally uh, don't know anything about it. Great pile in whilst you can. Uh, but at some point, I, I suspect uh, various things are going to start dropping through. Um, okay, let's talk about sort of the, the activity. You can of also sourcing. use it on your phone too. So, I mean, like you can also use it on your phone. Yeah, absolutely. You can download. In fact, it didn't um, didn't I read somewhere that uh, Microsoft Bing has has released something that allows you to put it on SwiftKey or something? Um, yep. So you can literally stick it in any app and just use it, you know, within the device. So crazy, crazy. Um, okay, let's talk about the activity of sourcing. That's still about finding candidates at the end of the day, right? People have turned up to to, to look at this and, and say, right, I want to find candidates. Uh, but bear in mind that generative AI is generating information not in a novel sense, and it's not going to find really quality biographical information. I mean, Irene, I wonder whether you share that funny kind of macabre, funny story that you shared with me earlier this morning about how it can get information like really badly wrong. So um, tell us a little bit about, about that, Irina. Irina, you're on mute. So... Uh, Susie Tunini and recently filled to sing, the community mourns me. So, you know, I, I'm kind of sick and tired of those hallucinations. You know, if I have to ask it and then go and verify the information, what's the point? And I, I'm asking a question and I haven't seen the answer. If what, what it digs out can be verified against a search engine, why is it not being done? Or is it being done? It's uh, it's interesting how what, what training there is. So, folks, for people who missed that, basically, Irina searched, didn't search for herself, but she asked ChatGBT, uh, who is Irina Shamaiba? Um, and it came out with two paragraphs, three paragraphs. The first two paragraphs are absolutely spot on. It was biographical information. The third paragraph uh, <laughs> sort of um, said that Irina had passed away in 2020. <laughs> Um, and it's like, what? <laughs> well, obviously, a, a, yeah. a macabre story. Um, but at the same time, how did it come up with that information? Um, because obviously, that hasn't been the case. As far as I'm aware, there's not an obituary out there, there hasn't been an error that's gone into uh, the uh, the in, in the public in the publication sense, but it's got things wrong. So, that's very important to know when you're doing sourcing because you can't really do sourcing on. ChatGBT, it's going to generate or new Bing. stuff. Bing is worse. Yes. So yeah. the way so, it happens is, okay, we are lazy. Uh, I'm lazy. I love easy tools that would do that for me. But ChatGPT and Bing are also lazy, lazy and stubborn. They, you, you tell them go and read some profile, they read the first paragraph and then start in, inventing. I believe it costs less computing power, you know? It's annoying. 
Yeah, it's, I, it, I had the it's same not experience. <laughs> when when I look up my like my own bio, I had the same experience because there's another Greg Hawks that happens to be a keyboardist for the Cars. So even when I was trying to get just a profile on me, it would incorporate that into into the the chat response. So again, it's not perfect. And all right, and no, you, you Greg, have to... so 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 to interrupt, I really want to nail this point. Both of you made a really really uh, 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 a sort of important issue, which is. The chat GBT and any generative AI will ultimately produce answers that have look like biography, but you can't trust the information simply because it's mashed together uh, from all different sources. And as you say, Greg, it could be the same name person. Um, they would not be able to separate those two things. For them, Greg Hawks may be a unique identifier. Therefore, they're going to just squish everyone together. Um, yeah. So is it useless for sourcing then? It's great for marketing. Boris said that. But what can we do on sourcing? Enrico, any thoughts on this? Well, we had a we had a thing where I'm I'm working at a gaming company and uh, we are looking to outsource part of our art production. And back in the days, we want someone with art production experience. So I asked ChatGPT, give me a list of well-known. I think the prompt was uh, art outsourcing production houses with 50 people and up um, in Europe. Um, and it provided me a list, or even Eastern Europe, I think, and it provided me a list with, I think, 15 companies. Two of them were not in Europe, uh, but the rest was actually pretty okay. So I would say it is just like we're not, you know, um, fully depending on either LinkedIn results or Google results. You take that as a start. It helped. It was helpful. We created the list. I've done the same for give me a list of all C++ open sourced game engines. Uh, uh, out there and make it uh, uh, easy to copy paste in an Excel sheet, for example. So yep. yes, it's very helpful, but I've also asked it to build Boolean for me and it was crap. So um, I think it all boils down to how do you know what you're looking for? So same with a sourcer or recruiter. If you're not sure, if you don't really know what it is you're looking for and you don't really understand you get that typical type of answer. If you do know what you're looking for and you're very specific, I've seen so far that GPT actually gives you very specific feedback in return. Uh, but true, there are imperfections for sure. So you always have to check it. All right. Let's, it's go very... back, let's go back to the Boolean because I was literally doing that on, on one of my live streams yesterday. And it was, it, it, you're right, it's hit or miss. But if you're not, if you're a person that doesn't, do a lot of Boolean searches, it can be helpful to learn that skill. So like anything, it can be kind of be a guide and, and kind of give you some instructions around it. So uh, it did give me a couple of different options to, to use and test. And and yeah, if I was a new sourcer, I didn't know anything about Boolean, it it might help a person like that or or just an industry that they don't know. It, it can help that in, in far as the, the research side, getting more information, getting more of this the keywords around everything, as well as the companies that that's yeah. So, um, you know, like if you were to ask it, hey, what are some of the company the, the tech companies with like Actomize who use Actomize, you probably won't get a lot of stuff. Okay, but if you do get anything like that, um, that's definitely something worth a note. Yeah, okay. on that. And it seems to be much better than Google in this respect, right? Like if you typed a similar sort of phrase into Google to say, can you give me the the top 50 companies, whatever, it will not produce you the result that you want, whereas ChatGPT can. So number one, 
like identifying source sites for candidates. So if you have some sort of concept of, look, uh, a person needs this type of skill, this type of skill is only de ever deployed on limited number of companies, great. Ask ChatGBT to generate that list, copy and paste that list. You can then uh, manipulate that data in a different way in a spreadsheet, on a text file or whatever, and you can create your own Boolean search and then drop it into a search engine and see what happens. Um, so uh, there's ways in which you can kind of see uh, I can see sort of uh, ChatGBT and Google being left hand and right hand for a saucer here in the sense you can kind of use one and then deploy the information that you've picked up and to another, give you kind of the one-two punch. Um, and just, Greg, just, you're absolutely correct. Oh, Go ahead. Enrico. Yeah, just a, a simple question. So um, there are a lot of gaming companies in Eastern Europe. So one of the questions is obviously you have your standard Boolean staff developer, programmer or engineer, et cetera. But I asked it to come up with the um, translations for all of these titles in the European Union countries uh, and make a Boolean string out of that. Mm -hmm. And that worked perfectly. So mm -hmm. I think, again, if your question is very specific, it can help you. It's not a, I don't think it's the holy grail of the answer and providing you with the candidates, but it saves you so much time. And then I come back to the lazy part or the smart part. I think someone made a comment about it. It's so freaking helpful. Okay, let's sit on the language thing for just a bit, um, because that's also very significant. Let's not forget these days for recruiting in a global world, global talent market, et cetera, et cetera. Guess what? A lot of people might have put uh, their content online um, that is not in English, um, in which case you can use ChatGBT to say, okay, how would a French person spell software engineer? Um, I, I, I spoke to a French friend of mine this morning. He was talking about how artificial intelligence in French is uh, was intelligence artificiale or something. So, you know, asking the thing to translate it into a language you are not familiar with, then dropping that into a search engine, I assure you, you're going to generate results that uh, probably no other English language first recruiter would find. Um, so really interesting uh, sort of technique to, to, to try. What are the ways in which recruiters should be using the prompt side of it? So this topic is about prompt engineering for sources. So we talked about research, talk about translation. Uh, we've talked about using it in combination with a search engine. Uh, what are the ways in which a candidate finder uh, needs to be using uh, this type of technology? Writing, obviously. Go ahead. Oh, you mean outreach message? You mean um, Irene? Anything. I. I improving any sort of writing job description a website copy so a tweet uh an email anything so i have this prompt a paragraph long that i've debugged over and over again because it's forgetful not just lazy and i, I tell okay here is a website copy vastly improved i posted a copy of that and does a great job i've got i've got a funny use of it um my coworkers and I were playing around with it yes, uh, the other day about rewriting our, our company description because our company description is, I mean, it's, it's making, so it's very conservative. Um, but we were asking ChatGPT to write it from the perspective of celebrities. Like one of my coworkers, Eric, told me to, to have it write it in the form of Snoop Dogg, which is an American rapper, <laughs> and it was hilarious. Um, also, I was doing, I'm, I'm a pro wrestling fan, so like I was having like, like it write you know job descriptions from the perspective of like macho man and and it's it was pretty hilarious to see some of the mannerisms that it incorporated so even if it's like a funny type of thing um that's something that i could put out there and make people laugh 
you know, but that's just an example. Um, but I just thought it was hilarious that, I mean, I didn't have to write it all out. It wrote it for me. Um, and, you know, humor can be a very, a, a very, very engaging thing nowadays. So I always try to, to see the fun side of this type of stuff. Um, but it was some of the some of the responses were hilarious. And, yeah, and, absolutely. Like branding issue, communication issues, and and giving things that flavor that otherwise it would just take an enormous amount of human creativity to do. Um, uh, uh, this thing can can do it well for you. Uh, let's talk about sort of how you create the sort of prompts that make sense. I mean, one of the things I've been covered is you know act like an expert in. Um, and you would get a different prompt when you instruct uh, ChatGBT to operate like this. So, for instance, if I wanted to learn something about physics, I would say something like, uh, act like uh, uh, an expert lecturer in, in particle physics, um, but explain this in a layperson's way. And it will, it will basically produce an output that's deep enough for me to understand, but also accessible enough so that I do get it. Um, are there in, any techniques of that type where you're instructing the AI to behave in a certain way uh, in order to produce, let's say, the output you want. Uh, Irina, you want to say something? Yes, definitely. Uh, so ChatGPT learns from examples, right? All it learned, it learned from piles of text. So the best way that I, I remember Mike uh, Santoro uh, raised this, the best way to teach it is from examples. So I draw in mid-journey, I get the journey prompts that I, I work well, give it a dozen, few dozen, and say, go ahead and create more. And the output is beautiful every time. So in many cases, give it examples. Just rules are not enough because the assumptions are always wrong, because it's clueless. So that's that's my two cents. No, that's actually, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. And so, yeah. And, and ask for examples too. So don't, that's, that's what I found is like, if I'm, if I'm looking for code using a word, like uh, provide a script and use examples, that's, that will start, that will start focusing specifically on coding based solutions. If, if, you know, so whatever, whatever information that you can give it in, in a natural language type of way, that seems to be more effective than, than, um, and, like it's strange it feels like you know you're writing out full sentences a lot of times too it seems to react yeah. better to that type of stuff natural language uh talking to it like a person and asking it to do things a lot of times i found that that is more effective than um you know just just a one-liner okay so and there are a ton of prompts out there right that you can play around with a little bit for, <laughs> yeah and i'll share that link again so people people can see that so, the, so one uh, of the things that go ahead Enrico, you're saying yeah for the extension that i now created initially i started with a it was a bit of a open-ended question what i wanted it to do but without any examples and it said well you might be using an extension and then i copy pasted the url of linkedin that for me didn't work when i wanted to cross-reference stuff and i added a link from a javascript bookmarklet to say hey this is what i wanted to do and I described what I wanted to do again, and then actually provided me with input that I could use with, uh, use with. And then with a few other prompts, I got it to work. So the more specific you are, um, the better the feedback is, because as Arena says, apparently it understands better. Oh, this is what you need. Then here is it. 
Yeah, and one thing I want to just underline here is basically you don't need to have the full thing before you start talking with the, the uh, with ChatGPT or any AI. You, you kind of work it out iteratively as you go. So don't feel as if you need to have a very crystallized view prior to interacting with it. It's through the interaction and the refinement. That's basically how you get there. Um, uh, Enrico, we're going to go and actually uh, get do a screen share with you in a sec, if you're, if you're happy with it, and have a look a little bit about the work you've done. But before we do that, I just want to take a moment, because we always do this in the middle of the show, folks, um, as we're kind of coming to uh, last 15, 20 minutes of it. Um, we want to make sure that the conversation continues all the time. Bring Food Live is a conversation-starting show. Very, very important that we don't be a bottleneck. Uh, for how conversations start and then suddenly you can't talk about it anymore. Uh, so if you're interested in this topic, uh, why don't you spend uh, just a second, take your LinkedIn URL right, right now and just share it in the chat stream of wherever you're watching this, whether you're watching it on Crowdcast, watching on my LinkedIn, watching on Lindsay Taylor's LinkedIn or Samantha Lee's LinkedIn or wherever you're seeing this, uh, go ahead and share your LinkedIn URL in those places, then connect with everyone else who's doing the same. Um, uh, every week we do this and every week people are walking away with 20, 30, 40 connections, um, of, of basically motivated recruiters, uh, that want to learn and share. So, um, go ahead, then follow up and, you know, have a conversation. You don't need me there. You want to get me out of the way. You want to go and have a chat with all of those wonderful folks. Um, okay. Um, that's cool. Uh, Enrico, let's go to you on this. Um, you kind of, uh, in fact, you tell the story. What, what did you do? um recently uh in terms of building this uh, this tool so um, i'm gonna i'm gonna be as, as as dutch and i can be so i'm gonna be try to be as concise as can be um villain Vinance, uh another dutchie uh taught me how to use javascript bookmarklets to essentially make your life a little bit easier right hovering over someone's name clicking the javascript bookmarklet and do cross-referencing on github or whatever source and for games for example there are a few specific sources like artstation uh, that was really helpful. However, um, I'm using Brave and Chrome, although Brave is a browser that is runs on Chrome. So basically you can use the same extensions. Every single time I open my LinkedIn recruiter, none of my JavaScript bookmarks worked, none of them. Ironically, they start working again since yesterday. <laughs> um, but again, that was that was my main my main question. And that meant that I had to go from a LinkedIn URL to a public URL, and that basically cost me two or three clicks. Now, as mentioned, I'm lazy. So I wanted, I asked ChatGPT, how can I bypass this? And basically it told me, create an extension. So I asked, okay, then help me build an extension. Um, I think Allah, I shared the link to GitHub because I open source the code, um, which is that, that that's going to be buried now in the chat stream. Uh, but no worries. I'll share why, later. Why, why don't you just screen share, um, sure. uh, Enrico? Because we can just like visualize this. Do you know how to? I think you hover over your face. Um, yes, that's exactly what you do. Uh, and then you uh, share screen. There should be some uh, sort of icons you can use there. There you go. You should be there able to see two screens next to each other. Yep. I Are think you interested in the Axial prompts? Uh, we're interested in the, the whole thing, Enrico. Shows everything that you, uh, the, the entire right. process that you went through. So um, I'm going to first share what a JavaScript bookmark bookmarklet does for the people that don't know. So if I hover over my own name and I have a JavaScript bookmarklet here that I want to see, hey, does this Enrico Heidelberg guy has actually a GitHub profile or not? Well, apparently he has. You know, preventing me from doing a double. There are some tools that do it for you. 
Um, but I can do it with basically everything from CRM to Wikipedia to the ATS, for example. If you know what the URL looks like, the search URL, it's easy how to do this. However, it didn't work on my LinkedIn recruiter. Well, again, now it works. So I created the this one. Uh, this is the extension that GPT helped me build, which Jesus, does exactly the same. The font choice, Enrico. Christ. But, uh, if I... <laughs> I wanted it to stand out. So I said to it, hey, create something visually stunning with neon. Uh, and then it came up with this. And I thought, OK, this is so much in your face. I'm going to keep it. Um, but basically, I can do everything. But the stuff that I also added later in the code, because the code is it's basic, very basic. It's HTML and JavaScript. But if you know how it works, you can just copy paste stuff. So in the end, for example, if I want to hover over my name, I know I want to search on Google within brackets and I want to add a Boolean like games on it. Um, so just clicking on it, you can see, you know, it takes my name uh, and it adds a Boolean about games because sometimes there are many similar names and we're looking specifically for people within games. And now we're playing around with this to maybe add a little bit more, but the same goes, I want to see whether people can be found in our ATS. So essentially it's an extension that functions as a JavaScript bookmarklet. Um, again, I've open sourced it. So you can just download the code yourself, add it, load it as an extension, which is really simple. And then you can play around with whatever you want, add features, add search functionality, uh, and play around with it a little bit. Um, yeah. That that actually might be a, a good topic of to break to do on breakthrough because I think it is simple for the for the folks that have some experience on this technical side of sourcing, but I suspect that vast majority of people probably have never done this before and might find uh, a how-to very useful. Uh, folks, let me know in the chat whether you think that's a good topic for Brain Food Live. We'll bring someone like Enrico back in or people who know how to do bookmarklets, um, and we uh, we we do a how-to on it. Uh, let me know in the chat whether that's uh, of value. Uh, sorry, Enrico, Glenn Goodmarker is good at bookmarklets. You might want to have him on too. Yeah, Glenn is amazing. Uh, Goodmarker, he's the, the the man on it. Actually, we'll have to bring him in. Um, okay, uh, people seem to be enthusiastic, which is great. Um, oh, I'm not a coder. I'm not specifically very skilled in in JavaScript bookmarklets. But I I got an example once, and then just like I would say, proper sourcer is doing. You look at the code, just like you look at URLs and think, hmm, how what does that search option look like? And how can I embed it potentially in an extension? And that creates something that really works for you. So my first question to ChatGPT was, to make your life easier as a recruiter, you have developed a few JavaScript bookmarklets that enables you to select names. So basically the function. Uh, however, these don't work on LinkedIn Recruiter for me with the link, with the link. Please find an example of a bookmarklet here. Added it here. I'm receiving the following message. I want to use a browser extension show me a code to implement this. And that's how it started. So it shows me code. Uh, it started with a manifest version two, which created an error. So I gave feedback and it updated it. Um, so the only thing I've done is now tell it, what do I get? So a window is not opening. I get an error message when I load the extension um, um, in Chrome, for example. Uh, it started with some codes, some background JS, which in the end was not necessary. Um, so here I'm asking, do I don't need a pop-up JS or content JS or something else? Nope, you don't need that. Great. So basically the manifest version is the base. But then the interesting part is 
the pop-up is HTML, so you can add anything. Search on GitHub. You can say search on your own private desktop thing because it's just text and HTML. So that's as simple as can get. But where it starts really interesting, and when there is a a pop-up, the pop-up JS one. Let me try to find it. Background JS. Where is it? Pop-up JS. Here. So there's, for example, here you can see there's a URL on GitHub that asks select whatever I selected. And if I don't select any text, it says no text selected. Please select some text to search on GitHub. So if it doesn't come up with any results, this is the error that you're getting. So that you know, okay, apparently I didn't select the text or I forgot to select the text. Um, and that made me just play play on with it to what it is right now, which is this. So I've added Moby Games, which is specific for games, ArtStation, specific for games, Workable, R-A-T-S. Um, and again, you need to know what the search URL is. And if you don't know, or you get, uh, for example, feedback on LinkedIn, because I was struggling a little bit with LinkedIn, I asked it, what's wrong with this URL? And then I forgot, a little comma somewhere, or I added something specifically. So it really was helping me to figure out what's the best URL. Now I can look in my code editor and I can simply just copy paste the Hello Talent one into any other source I want. That's how simple it is. Um, but GPT helped me to understand how do you build something like this? And I don't understand all their target function, et cetera. I don't get that. But I do get what it's like to add a search URL because that's what we do, right, as sourcers. Um, and uh, now, obviously, I'm going to try it out. So this is not super mind-blowing and not very technical advanced. Uh, but the fact that I got it working felt for me like, you know, being a wannabe engineer, oh, my God, I got something to actually work. Hey guys, this is this is technically advanced. Um, I, I mean, I, 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 I know you keep saying it, Enrico, but the reality of it is, ninety nine percent of recruiters would have no clue whatsoever about any of this, um, which is why I think people have been so enthusiastic about potentially doing um, a show specifically on the things like bookmarkers. Um, so, so, so I think this is halfway towards doing a lot of coding in that respect. Um, it's interacting with an AI that's able to provide. Uh, QA, uh, so it, it can literally uh, understand where the errors are and tell you straight up what the problem is. Uh, ask the AI uh, to tell you what the problem is, and it will tell you. Um, and uh, and it can generate the code for you. Like you didn't type any of this, right? Um, it basically no, I'm not a coder. It for you. Yeah, I cannot so, code. The only thing I'm able to do is do HTML stuff, which is like 25 years ago. Um, but it's it basically it shows you some code and. The only thing that I look at is what's the URL? So what is relevant for me and how does that work? And then you play around with it. Uh, I spend a half day on this to get it to work. And I spend a ton of stuff in trial, trial error, add something, oh, that doesn't work. Maybe the URL is not complete, et cetera. So you can play around with a little bit until I thought, okay, now I understand how it works. So now I can add something basically on the fly if I know the URL. Yeah, and so that's, yeah, that's why this is this is such a powerful tool because it does generate the code, it does write the code, it does write scripts for you, and things like that. 
Um, and you don't have to be an expert in whatever language that you're using, whether it's Python, JavaScript, or, or HTML. Um, but so that's, especially since scraping and scripting is, is uh, uh, interest of mine, there's a lot of potential here, but you can see how many, how many different prompts he was using to get to the final solution, right? Yep. So that's, that's the thing is that you've got to interact with this a lot and you've got to hone and you've got, you've got to really work with it until you get the result that you want. So, I mean, it, it, it is a process, and, but it's, it's similar to data scraping and all the other stuff that we do uh, in that respect is there's configuration that you need to do. Now it's, it's doing the, it's doing the work, but yeah, so that's, this is, this is, this is huge because um, it's going to give a lot of people that the opportunity to, to, to do this type of coding and not be an expert in, in coding and things like that, you know, so um, huge potential here, really bridging the gap between programming and, and recruiting. Even so I go back can, to the initial one. Ahead, this is the most important one, right? Make sure that it's clear what it is that you're looking for, because that helps. If you're vague, you're going to get a vague answer. And that's fine if you can prompt it a little bit more. But I knew specifically what I wanted, which was very helpful. So again, this was very helpful um, if you really know what you want. If it's something a bit more vague, for example, I would love to create a Excel sheet functioning the same as clay where you can use phantom buster to import data from public urls with summary and and work experience and then let chat gpt via the api summarize their experience for example and try to play around with that but it's so foggy in my head that i need to make it very specific first before i need to start playing with that because otherwise i'll be lost my company doesn't know where i am for the next week because i'm i'm sort of swimming in the gpt and all the kind of other options but i would say that would be my main tip know what so you're looking for so that's actually a glenn kathy method on the sourcing side as well isn't it like before you even source to just have a think exactly about what it is you're looking for understand uh, so there is a little bit of thinking in there um although i personally would be i, I think my style would be to get into it um and interact with it in order to develop the prompt um so one of the things that is true is that if you're not like clear on how to do a decent prompt, you can actually ask ChatGPT to give you some prompt ideas. Um, to say, listen, um, please give me the best prompt uh, for this type of thing. And it will get you started on something and it will help. Um, so it's, it's much more friendly, quote unquote, um, than a traditional search engine might be because the search engine might just give you a no result type scenario. Um, and then you're, you're nowhere. You've got to just, oh, all right, I've got to figure this out. Um, so interaction with the AI is the, is, is, is the key to getting better at this. Uh, folks, please ask questions and use the ask a question feature. Lee Candiotti's already asked one. We are like really rapidly running out of time here. Um, so before we get to the questions, let's um, kind of move to a final round, a final round to the crowd. Um, what kind of prompt would you say is most has been most useful for you as a recruiter um so you know i gave the example earlier about act as an expert that's probably my go-to um but is there a prompt that you have kind of developed or evolved in your work that you can you think that these days yeah that's useful for other people to know um thoughts on this greg you go well i've already i've already mentioned using the word script and and again like i'm i'm also interested in building chrome extensions and things like that so um but if you want to tap into more of the coding uh, asking for scripts and asking for coding in spe specifically is a, a great way to get an example on that 
um, as well as like like we've all said, like use as much detail as possible, like Enrico said, um, because the more the more detail, the more structure you can give it, the the better result it's going to get um, as far as building you out something. So, and I'm still playing around with this. I mean, I I don't have the the the, the chat four. Does anybody have the chat four version? You yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I'm, but after after experimenting with this more and more, I, I mean, this is one of the tools that I'm probably going to pay for. <laughs> so I, I it's think, so I worth it. So. It's yeah, so worth it. So. It makes your life so much easier. Um, I think there's the difference between well, there are purists out there that can tell you exactly the difference, but so far the quality of GPT four has really proven the what is it twenty USD per month? Yeah, you've you've given me some help because I've been trying to 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 build out mm -hmm. like some sort of people aggregator, social profile aggregator for years, um, and and maybe now the technology is caught up enough to where we could probably do something like that. So. Um, yeah, very... Allah's got some really good examples here in the chat. Make sure you, you you kind of look into this chat, folks. By the way, you can access the chat stream after the show's over. You can simply just scroll through and log back in and scroll through and just get some of the, 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 the juice out of that. Um, okay, Enrico, go to you. Is there a prompt technique that you think has helped you, that you've evolved over time that you think actually, you know, that's something I'm going to save and reuse uh, when, I'm, when I'm starting something new? Um. Um, so, so my first question is read a ton of prompts, read them, see what kind of result it is, and then play around with it a little bit. And that depends on what you need. For example, um, I wanted a job description text to be more female friendly. The wording, not, it was very strict. You know, I was, and I said, please make it a bit more female friendly. And then it pulled out an amazing type of text, but it learned from the whole discussion with you first. So I would say, Make sure that you're specific what you want. Do you want a small snippet of text? Let it know that you want a small snippet of text. Do you want the style to be very specific? Informal, stylish, Snoop Dogg, I, I heard um, that kind of stuff. I wrote, I let it re, uh, write a personalized message for, for a person that has had Yoda all over his own website. Like, And I'm not saying just one picture. I'm saying like all over it, GitHub, LinkedIn. And I asked, write a message uh, with these topics in it and write it in Yoda style. And it was horrendous. It was it the was... worst message ever, but fun to send. He didn't come back to me, by the way. Blocked you straight away. Okay, we've got to move on. Irina, a final word to you. Um, can you give us like some prompt tips, I guess? Um, you know, we talked about, yes, you got to just like spend some time in it. But specifically, we're like, what is the phrase? that you think actually is super useful you've learned this and you know maybe other folks out there might get useful uh, uh to know this as well so two things and i already said both one is debug uh, you know as you speak with it you discover which things it didn't pick so you create a prompt that c contains all of it at once and just have it and the second thing is examples um what I, so I have uh, ChatGPT generate mid-journey uh, prompt descriptions. And mm. mid-journey recently released a very interesting function. It's called describe. You upload an image and it describes it. And uh, what it creates is not a, an exact copy of the, uh, of the image, but some magical variation. You upload you know, a little drawing, it will create scenes. And it turns out that Midjourney has its own language. It has a lot of words ending with core. 
like horrorcore, uh, nicecore, mummycore, this type of stuff. So ChatGPT is picking that language from the examples and creating that stuff. This is the most fascinating thing I've experienced in years, and I invite you to try something like that. Yeah, Irina, by the way, Irina runs an amazing group on Facebook, which is focusing entirely on this. And I just recommend everyone join that. I'm actually part of the group as well. I think all of these guys are here on screen also. Um, so, Irina, why don't you share the link to the Facebook group? Into it was already shared. I, I would love this shot. group to be more active. The group is like everybody wow. joins not to miss anything. That, and I would love it to have that, discussion. That, understand the, that. We've talked about this before, Irina. It's 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 yeah. like you, people are, are, are at this point they're not quite familiar with it, but they'll get there. They will get there. Okay, folks, we are out of time. Uh, so thank you everyone for joining the show. Thank you, Dina. I think she's had to leave us um, uh, as we we're over time. Uh, thank you especially to Irina for turning up and going up uh, uh, early as usual. Greg Hawks, wonderful to see you back on the show. Um, and Enrico, great example. Wonderful to see you uh, back. Um, we'll have to get everyone here back to, uh, to, to Brave Food Live. So thank you very much, everybody. Uh, uh, we'll see you. We'll see you next time. So thanks a lot, guys. Wasn't that great, everybody? I, I bet it was. So we've got a few ideas of what we've got to do next time. We've got to do a bookmarklet show. Uh, we, we, again, we need to get deeper into ChatGBT. I don't want to like make this into a, a, the entire channel into a ChatGBT thing, but it's clear that we are still thirsty for this knowledge. Uh, so we're going to keep leaning into the AI world uh, and making sure we've got some um, good visibility there. Um, folks, if you've enjoyed the show, follow the channel um, on Crowdcast. That's the best way to do it. Thank you also for the experimenters that have managed to push this out on your own social channels. We're going to try and do this on a more regular basis. What this means is we might be blasting out Brain Food Live in many, many more places than we used to before, uh, which would be kind of funny. Um, but we're going to give that a shot. So make sure you're part of that party. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we'll be back next week. What are we talking about? I think we're talking uh, to, oh, Christ, I can't even remember. Uh, but we're having a great show. Make sure you follow the channel. We'll be updating you on that. Uh, and we'll see you, uh, we'll see you next time.